Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight June Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Um, it's the second part of the one we started last time, which was the 8th of November 1981. Um, we kind of said it was Pop's greatest year, 1981. We've subsequently said publicly that maybe 1985 was or 1984 we're not sure i've always said 1984 but if you look at the story of top of the pops 1981 and you know obviously we've i think watched probably all of those story of Mm. whatever year 81 is fucking really hard to beat because 81 has just got so much different influences going on at the same time but we'll see that from this 85 I remember there was this local radio DJ that used to be on early evenings on Metro Radio called Nicky Brown and he didn't Mm. play obvious chart stuff he would play stuff that was kind of outside the charts that was slightly left field it Mm. was a kind of a gateway almost to Janice Long which was then a gateway to Kid Jensen and then on to John Peel Mm. but Nicky Brown would kind of play stuff before it got into the top 40 you know when a song would crawl its way into the top 40 so you'd hear stuff like Scritty Politti's new single weeks before it made the top 40 or Pet Shop Boys West End Girls he was playing that for like two months before it even got into the top 40 because it just took so long to snowball and become massive and he he was like that was 1985 and he played like propaganda and stuff like that oh yeah great great pop music but not obvious pop yeah. music do you know what I mean so um, 85 was brilliant yeah but this isn't about 85 85 for another fucking time this is 81 we're looking at I just thought I'd mention it um, stuff like that stays with you I'm I don't know we the... did, we, I don't know what we got through last week but we did talk about begin the begin we, we, be, begin the begin which, yeah. which you quite rightly pointed out that although you have a memory of it as being mum or even nan music kissing um, music and it being really cheesy kissing cheesy music and you basically did a reappraisal of Mm -hmm. this song which um, really moved me thank you and I I took it to my wife who as you know is sort of like my chief arbiter of music taste in, in the home and I said, listen, you, I think... Did you I take said, it for approval? I said, listen, <laughs> Begin the Beguin by Julio Iglesias. And she's like, I'm too busy for this. I'm not <laughs> I'm not engaging, right? Because I often do these things while she's working and I've just finished a podcast and come in and bother her. <laughs> by the way, you know it was her who fucking first introduced me to the Lamb Chops ad, right? She, ta- she oh, saw said, it. Yeah. Yeah. And now she is so annoyed and gutted that she ever did it because all me and Len do is go chop 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 chops non-fucking stop we watch it all the time we do impressions all the time we change the words for a laugh all the time and she mm. is like the worst fucking thing I ever did was send you that ad you might have just missed that and we wouldn't have to fucking live with this right look I, I, I apologise to her 
I'm sure the <laughs> listeners apologise, but it's spread like wildfire. That's it's huge. been a major cultural significant moment. Yeah, it's enhanced a lot of people's lives. So we, we're all sorry that and, she's having to endure and, it. At and home, by but, the way, you know that I mean we, we should talk about this on another episode. Really, in fact, we will. But the geezer, what's his name, John Beddington, isn't it? You know, his, did you see his really wife sorry. got in touch with us? No. Oh yeah, mate. Check the emails. He's basically no. his 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 nephew got John hold Benfield, of, wasn't it? Benfield, like yeah. One one of his, his wife is. I think it was his nephew or some someone drank in the local same local pub as him. Said, "Oh, I I knew him. He drank in our pub. He was a top bloke. I've sent it to his nephew. They sent it to his nephew. The nephew heard it. Thought it was great. Sent it to his widow. <laughs> his his widow heard it." And she not only was really touched by what we said about him, guess what? She fucking loves Top Flight Time Machine. She thinks it's hilarious. She right. has subscribed. She right. described herself as being gutted that she had never heard it before until this happened. She was delighted <laughs> that this is the way she discovered it. She gave us loads of info on John and his life. And the best thing of all is yeah. she said that he would have definitely have loved our podcast oh that's fantastic I'm just looking at the email now it's a long email I'll read it later on when we're not recording I think, I think on, uh, on a forthcoming Friday episode we'll we'll read the email and go more yeah. into it maybe yeah we'll do that yeah we'll have already put the Friday episode out by this point because we're yeah. recording this in advance so, so if you want to hear more and you want to hear the exact more. wording and you haven't yet heard yeah. our Friday episode go back and listen to it it yeah. was a really touching moment. We get a lot of correspondence. As we often say, most of it's a load of old shit, right? <laughs> can I just what? say, I, can I, just say I, like, I like that we say this yeah. because you listen to, not necessarily podcasts, but you listen to radio presenters and they'll say, yeah. drop us a line, send us an email, tweet Thanks us. So we love all of your input. It's great. It's what feeds the show, keeps us all going. But yeah. the truth of it is, those presenters will be reading the stuff that comes in and they're not being honest they'll be reading it and going this is shit why have they they sent this this moron who's this fucking moron oh my god I give up they say shit like that honestly I give up right at least we're honest a lot of the stuff you send in is rubbish you don't fuel this show thank god for for (laughs) us two here because we're the ones who fucking if we were relying on you for content it would be shit you should fucked. be grateful for our fucking brains, right? Because we're the ones pumping out the quality. We're, all, all you're doing is sending us distracting shit. However, that said, once in a while, we do get truly moving uh, messages from people. From widows. Um, and occasionally funny, <laughs> occasionally very funny ones. Uh, shout out to um, the Italian Anne and, of course, um, <laughs> Vangelis email <laughs> yeah. some of the classics right and also one of my favourites the lad whose dad sent him out with a bowl to the ice cream man the big and said here's yeah. a fiver fill it up <laughs> <laughs> so we have had some funny emails right <laughs> but sometimes we get moving ones too that really like do make us feel quite emotional and this was one of them that's one of them well let's talk uh, about it on the Friday one yeah um because we're not here to do that. We're here no, to do, wait, let's uh, get back here. Anyway, I went to my wife. I, I cleared it with her. I said, listen, yeah. I re- I, there's been a reappraisal. 
And she was like, no, this is bullshit. I haven't got time to reappraise Julio Iglesias. And I said, well, I don't care. You're going to have to. So I pressed play on it. And she was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> Thank you. It's immediate. You realise yeah. it immediately because yeah. you hear the sort of... You basically hear the funky bass line mm-hmm. and the almost level 42 type production. Type produ- and you're like, oh, right. This is like a really good sort of disco soul number. Yeah. Right? It's ridiculously slick, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So that's all so, I have to say about that. Um, I think that's all we looked at in the last one. I'm looking Probably. at the description of the episode. I, d- uh, I l- did. Uh, when I played that video on YouTube of Julio Iglesias, of course, mm. a lot of these other songs in this chart came up. Just the algorithm right, yeah. just said, oh, like 81, do you? Have a look yeah. at this thing, yeah. you fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I to judge? I'm just an algorithm. I'm just, I just YouTube's I'm algorithm. Believe me, there's weirder cunts than you about. <laughs> I don't I judge. Mean, you're just That's all I'm saying. To be honest, I just pity you sitting around watching <laughs> fucking songs from when you were six years old, hoping that you could somehow recapture that feeling of hope and optimism you once <gasps> had as a child. It's gone. It's gone, believe me. I've been in the algorithm in game for fucking long enough to know that life wears you down in the end. <laughs> right. But it chucked up physical by Olivia Newton-John, which I, uh, I happily watched. Um, yeah. People were obsessed with exercise in the gym. They were. Because it was they the were. first time that that had sort of become fashionable. Until, well, like, 1980, no yeah. one exercised. You know, apart but from the, if you did it for a living, for sport, you didn't just exercise. It was, it was more specifically, it was aerobics, wasn't it? Aerobics yeah. was the thing. But the aerobics, thing was, yeah. your method, your method of delivery for this was a, a record or a tape. Yeah. It wasn't even a video because you didn't get a video. No. You couldn't watch. There was no YouTube. It was, uh, it was Jane Fonda was the first one I think, or the biggest one. Yeah. Jane yeah. Fonda playing music and telling you what to do. Stick your arms out, bring yeah. them in, up in the B- air, bend your knees. Now stand up again. <laughs> Turn right. around. My my. When I was a kid, right, you've just triggered some really funny memories. My mum was right swept up in this shit, right? <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. She Marvelous. was so fucking swept up in the aerobics yeah. fucking trend, right, and. All the t- every fucking night almost there'd be a different class in a fucking church hall or a community yeah. centre or even up the health centre, right? And of course, me fucking muggins, I had to be dragged everywhere, right? Oh no! When you're in a single parent family, if your mum does anything, you always have to go with her when you're young. Yeah, you have to of go course. fucking everywhere, right? And so you'd never just be like, I don't go. So it's like aerobics, again, are you serious? So I'd be dragged along with her and her fucking barmy mate, Peggy, right? And they'd go (laughs) and they'd just fucking work out to this music with some like lunatic fucking mad Lizzie type like aerobics instructor, right? And I would be bored shitless. You wouldn't have an iPhone to keep you busy. You'd just have to sit there. I'd be like six or seven. Yeah. And I'd just be sitting there with all these fucking women who, to my mind, were old women. But looking back, they're significantly younger than we are now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and these they're were all in leotards. Yeah, these were like probably sexy women in their 30s in leotards, yeah. right? But I was you like, oh, fucking hell, another night of watching these fucking old women prancing <laughs> about to terrible music, right? <laughs> but one time, my mum, the thing that I really remember was my mum went to a. Um, 
her Weight Watchers one because she was always on a diet and all the rest of it. Yeah. And so sometimes she'd I go have, for. I have to I have to look after my figure. Yeah, exactly. It was like thing, one of it? those. And she was like, um, so she was at Weight Watchers, and that was at the health centre, and there was. And they were all doing their usual things. And the instructor's going, come on, ladies. I know it's getting tough, but you've only got another five minutes of this or whatever, right? And there was something where they were, I don't know what they were doing. I think they were doing like sit-ups or something, right? <laughs> and I was leafing through a magazine. You know, like they leave around in a health centre, right? Yeah. And there was an advert for cream cakes, which we've talked about well, a lot before, before. Cream yeah. cake advertising being yeah. a big, big... And it was a massive, sumptuous picture of like a cream slice with flaky Fuck. pastry and oh, big thick Jesus layers Christ. of cream you know and I'm looking at it because I was a right little greedy cunt myself I'm looking at it thinking that, that looks well nice can't wait to get out of here and hopefully fucking manipulate my mum into buying me a cream cake <laughs> you know and then I just got it in my head I was really young I thought this will be funny because they're all quite fat right all these women are quite fat and the reason that this is my child mind thinking by the way I thought they're all here because they're fat and they're trying not to be fat and the reason they're fat is they're all just fucking banging to like shit like this cream cake so I fucking got up bored so I thought this will liven things up and I walk round to the fucking front of the class right and stand where the fucking instructor's standing and the instructors looked at me like, who's this little fucking snot-nosed cunt? What's he come up on the stage for? And I fucking... She's going, come on, keep going. They're doing their setups. And I just held aloft this picture of the cream cake. <laughs> I said, come on, this will motivate you. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. But yeah. everyone looked really fucked off and offended. And my mum had to like get come out from the class and go, look, go and sit down. That was really rude and out of order. I was like, I thought it would like motivate them to keep doing the sit-ups, the sight of a cream cake. She said, no, that's offensive, you know. Jalapeño. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Jalapeño. One of my first ever, like, professional journalistic assignments was for men's health when I left university. And I was... And I, I, was, I was pitching for work and they were giving me little stories, you know, half-page stories to do here and there, freelance. And yeah. the first thing they gave me was, they rang up and they went, we want you to attend six different sort of aerobic fitness classes in six days as wow. a man. Because this is like, we're talking 1997, and even then it was still sort of considered the domain of the female fitness enthusiast, right? Yeah. Classes. Now they're all, you know, men and women are, are equal, all of them. And I was like a very skinny, pale, kind of stone-head, long-haired student who didn't even have actual fucking fitness wear, right? Yeah. So I turned up to this... Fan- they said, we'll line you up with the classes. You just have to turn up and do them. And I'd fu- I fucking turned up looking like Rodney Trotter or something, right? And the only fucking kit I had was a West Ham kit. 
So I turn up in my fucking 1997 West Ham kit, socks and all, mm. into this fucking and muddy old trainers into quite a swishy health and fitness club and do a whole aerobics lesson. And when they said pair up, can you imagine how far these fucking milfs were running away from me into the corner <laughs> it was really humiliating i did legs bums and tums and i even right. did agua aerobics nice so no one paired up with you no one would pair up me the whole thing That's was humiliating true. which is what it was supposed to be but then i yeah. was able to write it up as a humiliating experience which seemed to yeah. go down well with the magazine the the keep fit album that was in our house was the uh, it was called shape up and dance <laughs> and there was a series of those and the one that that was in our house that was me and mum had bought or was, or was maybe given as a gift yeah, yeah. Get, have, have a, a listen to this like have a go on shed this. a couple of pounds shed a bit of timber <laughs> that might help because that was a, that was a kind of appalling thing that people did back then yeah um, give people gifts like that basically what we're saying is you're out of shape you need to sort yourself <laughs> out put this on Get a leotard on. Have a bit of a bop about. You'll be all right. Honestly, this is the most thoughtful gift you'll ever receive. Trust me. So the shape up and dance album that we 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 had was with Felicity Kendall. Oh, um, and I've just found a clip from it on YouTube. It's just a three minute clip, and it's called Rhythm, Movement, and Throbbing. Fuck. Shall we off. play that? Throbbing. Oh. Yeah, let's have a listen. Is she doing a bit of an American accent? Is that Kendall? That's Kendall. Oh, she's doing a, a very good class English accent. That's quite erotic. Yeah, it is. I could imagine. And rest. Yeah, <laughs> I will leave it there. I think I'll listen to that again later on when we're on. Yeah, in some private um, time. Yeah, <clears> and there's another. There's another one that's on YouTube as well, which is an Angela Rippon Shape Up and Dance album. So that must have been the sequel. Fucking hell, that's great. Something they were all in on there, it, weren't they? All of yeah. them. It says on the front cover: Look good, have fun, feel fit. Songs include "Isn't She Lovely," "Dancing Queen," "YMCA," "I Will Survive," "Being with You," and "Making Your Mind Up." I think me and you should release something like this a shape up and dance or for like top tier subscribers we just do an audio one once a week it's a shape up and dance thing and we just play music and do some motivational chat with suggested exercises gyrate and and move themselves around yeah fine why not move your leg harder not like that (laughs) right stop now Now, shake your arms about uh, if, any of a, if any of you are smokers, go out and have a fag. Have a fag now. You have all permission. You're going to need it because we're about to ramp things up. <laughs> Get your lungs cleared. <laughs> that lovely smoke. Uh, so uh, I don't know how we got into that, but that's 1981. Mate, I've down. started smoking. I was going to tell you this on what? the Friday episode. Yeah, I've never smoked before. Uh, never been a smoker what? managed to get through the whole of um, my childhood and my teens and, and even my years as a big drinker and drug taker and all those other years where you would have thought that would be the time which I'd smoke I was the only person in my house growing up who didn't smoke to the extent that like I've told you before my mum used to give us all 10 fags in our stockings 
And I used to go, I don't smoke. <laughs> I don't and she'd think go, you have told me that before. Yeah, she used to give us ten fags in our stockings, right? And <laughs> and like like the first year I got them, I don't know, maybe I'd turned thirteen. So it's like, right, you're getting fags this year, right? And I'd go, oh, so, what are these? I don't need fags. I don't smoke. She go, don't be daft. It's Christmas. It's fine. And I go, no, but I genuinely do not smoke, right? And my you- brothers were all going to her, she, he doesn't, he doesn't smoke. We'd know. We'll have them and we'll split them. She's going, take your hands off his fags, bullies. <laughs> I'm going to say, were you able to use them as currency in among the family? No, they just took them, but she thought they were being thieves. And I was like, look, I really don't mind in this case. I just don't, I don't care. I don't care for cigarettes. I was the only kid pretty much that I knew at school at all who didn't smoke. I just never <laughs> fancied smoking. I didn't like I didn't like taste. I just didn't have the fucking wherewithal to fight through that first bit yeah. where you just yeah. think this is disgusting until you force yourself to get hooked. Never fancied it. Did every other vice you can think of apart from smoking fags. Then right. I went to Frankfurt for the football last week with all my mates and they're all pissed up and everyone's doing all sorts. And I was having a fine time sober. When I got a bit bored, I went back to the hotel and had a sleep and a shower, didn't I? And then came back out again. But then in the evening, we went 1-0 down to Frankfurt. And then we had a player sent off as well. And uh, I was like, oh, this is a fucking nightmare. And someone offered me a fag. I just went, yeah, all right. I smoked it. And I was like, that was quite nice, actually. Can I have another one? And I ended up smoking three cigarettes. I was so proud of myself. I came back, I said to my wife, how was it? I said, well, the headline is, I smoked three fags. She was like, Are you, have you gone mental? Like, she, she used to smoke, right? right? And I went, yeah, I thought I'd start smoking. Fuck it. I'm 47. I've given everything else up. It's quite nice. She went, how did it make it's you feel? Nice. I said, it, it made me feel strong. It made me feel yeah, tough. Much it made sure. me feel fashionable. And um, I, I'm ready for more. Bring Edgy. it on. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm really considering starting yeah. smoking for the first time, age 47. Okay. Fucking why not? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I'll you keep know. this. I'll, I'll, I'll catalogue yeah. it on the podcast. It'll be a new sort of content thread. Yeah. I only ever used to smoke when I was pissed. Yeah. In in nightclubs. Uh, back when you could do that kind of thing. But it was yeah. pretty rare. I'd, I'd, I'd never bought any. I'd always catch one of somebody nah. else. They cost but, about um, 20 quid for a packet of fags now, I think. Yeah, exactly. I don't know anybody does it. Why am but, I starting uh, now with the cost of living yeah. crisis going on? Well, but, you can't uh, control your, your urges. You just can't. Yeah, yeah, I've got to say, whenever I did it, and I was always pissed, I always enjoyed it. Yeah, I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Because obviously I've tried fags. And yeah. I would say, you know, I used to smoke spliffs a lot, you know, so it's not like I'm not yeah. used to smoking something. I just never... For, for me, that, I was like, well, I'm getting a buzz out of this. There's something extra. But I couldn't understand that. So I was like, every other vice, you get something out of it. But facts, you don't get a feeling. That's what I couldn't understand about facts. Hmm. Um, so I thought it was a waste of time and money. Uh, but actually, no, I now, I've, I've got something special, spiritually and physically out of oh, it. Oh, well, I mean, they are addictive. It's, it's proven. Yeah, so... three in. I was already felt hooked. Yeah. And you managed to wean yourself off them. Well, I haven't had one yet, but I've thought about it every day <sighs> since I've been back from Germany. Christ. And when I was at Frankfurt Airport on the way home, I found myself in duty-free eye in a carton. A sleeve. Yeah, because fags. I thought, oh, this is a perfect time to start smoking because I'm, on, I'm abroad so I can buy some foreign duty-free fags. Perfect. Get myself started. But yeah, my mate's talked... 
Yeah. My mates talked me out of it. I was trying to buy a fucking box load of camels. <laughs> camels? Fucking hell. I thought that was a really funny brand to start with. <laughs> I'm going in half. It's, camels. It's fun. It's got a camel on the front. Yeah. A cartoon camel. I'm going in fucking serious. I'm not fucking about. I'm starting on the hell. camels. Full tar. <laughs> I would have got JPS if it, if it had them. If they still like did that, them. That yeah. would be mad. I wouldn't smoke JPS. I'm not that hard. Well, that's a revelation I wasn't expecting. Um, <laughs> you'll have already had some listeners have already have already had some Frankfurt tales, I guess, because that was going to be planned for Friday's episode. Um, John Benfield's widow and Frankfurt escapade. Yeah, yeah this, this is all stuff that I had planned for Friday's episode. So if you're listening to this Bonus on content. Sunday or whatever... You yeah. may well have heard a lot of stuff because I probably will go into more detail about all of these matters on the <laughs> okay. Friday episode. So it's Apologies confusing. We're disturbing the space-time continuum, but ultimately, who cares? Who gives a fuck? I'm down the bottom end of the chart now. I'm having a look. Godley and Kramer there. Oh, good uh, couple of lads, aren't they? Number four, a great bunch of lads, Godley and Kramer, because they used to be in 10cc. They were half yeah, of 10cc. and they became very talented filmmakers as well. They became... Filmmakers, loads of brilliant videos they directed in the early 80s. Yeah. Probably their most popular one, most famous one, was the one they did for their own song, which was that one, Cry. Without yeah, all where their faces, faces in black keep and white, they morphing. Morphed, yeah. Yeah. Cutting and, edge technology, um, that. Even if was, you watch it again today, you'll still think, wow, that seems pretty legit, even with today's technology. Yeah. It seems pretty impressive. And I watched them talking about it in an interview recently, and Kevin Godley was complaining the fact that he's got some spinach in between his teeth. Yeah. that video, which I'd never noticed thought, before in watching it. thought someone had. But, I tell you something even better than that. If you're looking for little, I, I don't know, bloopers in 80s videos, if you watch the video for True, right, by Spandau Ballet, yeah. and you pause it at the right moment, right, Tony Hadley has got what we would call an Irish international. Um, a, 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 uh, in his app, very visible, hanging out of his nostril, a bogey. Really? Because there's a shot from below. We used right. to have it on video because we had like smash hits of the eighties on video, which was yeah. like when we were kids. And you it watched was, that religiously, didn't you? You've said we that used before, to watch yeah. it all the time. And on that video, we knew where to pause, and you pause it, and the videos and the camera's shooting up, and he's holding his little, you know, his little thin microphone that you just hold yeah. between finger and thumb. Yeah, it's a dainty little one. It He's holding is. that, and if you imagine, if you picture now in your eye, white head, the way that Tony Hadley sings, is he sort of points his head upwards quite a lot. Yeah, you know, he goes when he, especially when he does a high note, he well. sort of looks upwards. He's got that it, huge head. Yeah, the microphone looks smaller even even than it is because it looks of like, massive mate, head. It looks like a matchstick. <laughs> <laughs> his head's so gigantic. Even a fucking big boom mic would look like a matchstick next to it. It might have been a boom mic. We wouldn't know because the scale was so confusing. Anyway, he stacks his head up. The camera's underneath. You pause it, and there it is, the old Irish International. Fucking proudly hanging from his nostril. Fucking hell. I'll watch out for that. I can't... Mm. I mean, they, they came on the radio yesterday. I was in absolute 80s when I was driving, and True came on. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was only when you leave. Okay. Um, which is quite pretentious, but that was kind of how they were and I can't I can't stop thinking about Spandau Ballet being a bunch of hard cunts now every they're, time they're, I listen to them yeah. I listen to them I just, I just imagine Tony Hadley battering the shit out of somebody who's I mean Tony Hadley with a head like that imagine if he stuck the nut on you imagine <laughs> if you hell. tried to stick the nut on him your own head would fucking no, cave in and he just off. wouldn't flinch 
He wouldn't flinch. He'd go, you get fucking you, whiplash. He'd go, what are you trying to do there? Oh, you're trying to stick the nut on me, were you? That's a oh, pity. Dear. Look at you now. Your, your skull's caved in. That's a shame. Think again next time you try it oh, on well. with the Spandaus. <laughs> Spandau Ballet's another one of them groups that I love in terms of the story is better than the output. Yeah. I can take or leave their music, most of it. But the story about how they, they the neuromantic stuff and then them becoming massive and then yeah. falling out and then getting back together again and falling out again and all that. It's fucking Gary delicious. Gary Kent has got a really popular podcast, hasn't he? Have you ever heard it? He does. I've never listened to it, no, but yeah. Is it Guy Pratt, the other guy does it with? That would be right, yeah. yeah. And they're called Rock and Turs and they just oh. have different, yeah, I know, <laughs> terrible name. Um, you can't help but like Gary Kemp, even though all of that stuff, all those affectations in that. He kind always of... comes across in the stories about the ballet as if you were playing a game of who's the cunt, he would win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, you just sort of think, ah, fair play, Gary he, Kemp. He, yeah, exactly. And, but it's because he wrote all the songs, and it's that he, thing of like the one who yeah. writes the songs gets most of the money, and that's yeah. what d- divides that, the group. And that's what eventually... everyone always turns on that guy, the one who wrote yeah. them. Yeah. It's like in Oasis, they all basically hated Noel because he fucking had all the money. But they're all doing the same touring and playing. Do you know what the, I mean? The power imbalance is ridiculous. I mean, I always say the Beautiful South's a classic example because they always split the money. There was two yeah. songwriters, Paul Heaton and Dave Rothery, but they split the money throughout the entire band so everybody got their, got their share. Yeah, and did you see what Paul Heaton still did this makes, week? Yeah, he put money behind the bar put of money all, all the, the pubs, didn't he? 60 pubs around the country because it was his 60th birthday yeah he was going to do a bike tour because he used to do he used to ride around post beautiful south pre Heaton and Abbott he used to ride around on his bike and do small gigs in pubs oh. back when he because it was that kind of fallow period when he wasn't really a big thing yeah and uh, he was going to do that again for his 60th but um, Covid related circumstances or something he couldn't do it so yeah he put a load of money behind the bar 60 pubs good lad good lad Paul Heaton yeah um, we've kind of run out of time. But we so, haven't mentioned one of the greatest songs of the entire decade and ever at 39 Tears Are Not Enough by ABC. Oh, uh, down yeah. from number three to 39 in one week. That's amazing. But, you no, know, it's obviously... Not. You're, looking at, you're looking at the wrong part of the thing. It's gone into the chart oh, at 39. Oh, fucking hell. What's that other thing? Is that its highest position that's, then? That's how many weeks it's been in the chart ah, so far. Sorry, mate. Okay, ah, so right. it's just it's just burst into the chart then. Yeah. At number thirty nine, and of course, all of their output in the lexicon of love era was absolutely first class. Top notch. But the way this song home. opens is something else. Oh it's yeah. I mean, if you thought begin the begin was was sexy, then wait till you hear the fucking intro to Tears yeah. Are Not Enough. It's it just it just goes here. I fucking am. Have some of this coats. Yeah. I'm fucking Martin from Sheffield. <laughs> Hold on to your cocks. <laughs> well, we could we could assess it next time because there's definitely another episode to be yeah. gained, uh out of this chart because there's so much more to look at, and we will do that next time. Ah, uh, goodbye. Goodbye, everyone.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.